Good morning, everyone. To welcome you all here and welcome our campuses in Appleton and Stevens Point. How you guys doing? They're surprised to see me, those who know me. Why don't you stand up? Let's recite together the Apostle Creed. This is our statement of faith and what we believe here at Celebration Church. As we believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Phil Gunger. I'm the son of Mark Gunger, the lead pastor here at Celebration Church. Uh, he's traveling. Um, for those of you who, who don't know, he has a marriage ministry called Laugh Your Way. Uh, does these Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage seminar. So he was doing one this last weekend, and then he's actually preaching at a church in St. Louis this morning. And I know that because he texted me and was asking me a question about St. Louis in the middle of last service. So <laughs> he knows I'm speaking for him. I don't know what... Anyway... But uh, two, for those of you who uh, don't know, uh, I also work at Laugh Your Way. Now, uh, most of my time with Laugh Your Way has been spent kind of behind the scenes, making sure everything runs so he can go and do his deal. Uh, but it's been getting so popular and going so well. I mean, in fact, I think to book my dad, like in the spring, like 2018 is filling up, you know? So yeah, praise God, that is wonderful. So... So anyway, so we're doing, so our uh, uh, gal who does our booking, I don't know if she's at this service or the other one, but I called her out. I didn't want to embarrass her. I probably should, should ever stand up and no, just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, so she comes to me this uh, one day and she goes, hey, Phil, do you think you could ever go out and do the seminar? I, I don't know, you know, I mean, I guess I've thought about it, you know, something like that. And she's like, so you think you could? I'm like, I think so. Good, because I booked you. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So, uh, nothing like quick learning a six-hour speech uh, to give to someone, but I've heard it so much. And uh, so I've been doing that. I've actually been over to Switzerland doing it, so now I can tell my dad he's not the only international marriage speaker. <laughs> I can see where I get it, Mom. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> No, nah, so it's, uh, it's cool. So I've been, uh, been doing that now in this last year, gone out and been doing these seminars and stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. I love talking to people about marriage. Um, I, think bad, I think marriage gets a bad rap. It does, you know, and if you've been in a bad one, I get why. But th the truth is you can have a successful marriage and it's about doing the right things. Most people just don't know the right things to do or they just really don't want to do them. But, uh, but that's what we do. We kind of talk about that. And in fact, um, I want to do a piece of that, a little piece of the seminar. And uh, again, similar to what my dad does, I just I pull out all the heresy and just... <laughs> <laughs> He's not here, so I can say that. No, just kidding. <laughs> 
got the Phil Gunger vibe on it. So how many of you actually been to a, one of the Laugh Your Radio Better Marriage seminars? Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, this will be fun. So we've got a seminar that we do. All right. In this seminar we do, we have a session, and it's called How to Stay Married and Not Kill Anyone. Very, very uh, deep theological uh, discussion we'll have this morning about this. Oh, it's true. Listen, marriage can be tough, okay? It can be. It's supposed to be. It's okay. You know, but we can get through this thing. So I want to go through some of this with you this morning. Everyone cool with that? And you can cheer and hoot and holler a lot. I really appreciate that. (laughs) All right. So if you are going to stay married for a lifetime, all right, number one, you have to avoid bitterness and resentment. And that might sound easy to do, but what happens is one person will begin to feel resentment towards the other person if they feel the weight of the relationship is unfairly falling on them. Okay, now the one who's bearing the weight of the relationship is really a matter of perspective because men and women keep score very differently, right? <laughs> you ever heard this one before? You know, but men, we like to give ourselves huge bonus points for everything we do. For example, a man wakes up in the morning. It's pretty impressive. I could have slept in. I think for that, I will give myself 500 points, at least. He goes to work. He works hard. He brings home a paycheck. He brings financial stability to his house. For that, 2,500 points. So he comes home. And instead of going out to the bars or chasing women, comes home to his family. For that, that's at least another 1,000, 1,500 points. Man, he gets done. In his mind, he's got 4,500 points for the day. All right? And this is why men have no problem coming home, sitting down, and contributing absolutely nothing. (laughs) Because in their mind, you know, we're up for points in the day. Time for you to catch up. Yes, I hear the women already shaking their heads. Say, don't even get me started, Pastor. That is a story of my life. But it's true. A lot of guys, they come up. And, and listen, this is the reason. There's some of you guys who, it's so intense, you actually get mad if your wife asks you to do anything. Little sinners. You stop that. But now, ladies, listen. This isn't just because we're these evil, evil people. It's just, it's different. We score it differently. But guys, there's a problem with your scoring system. Your wife is also keeping score. She scores a little different. So for example, the way a woman would score that same day, her husband gets up, she loves and appreciates him. She looks over and she appreciates what he did. You got up for that, she's going to give him, ding, one point. He goes to work. He works hard. He provides for his family, brings financial stability to the family. She looks at him. She loves and appreciates what he does. And she goes, ding. And she gives him one point. He comes home without going out to the bars and chasing women. She loves and appreciates him. She gives him, ding, one point. You got three points, dude. Now, she also got up, she made breakfast, she got the kids ready for school, she cleaned the house, she did the laundry, she's got this list of things. The end of the day, it's 13 to 3, and now you don't want to do anything, all right? 
You know, I won't do anything. And then this is when she starts yelling at you, of course. Which, by the way, guys, it's good that she's yelling because I think it's the quiet ones who really do kill people. Uh, honey? Hey, wh- where are you at? <laughs> you know, that's when you got to watch out there. If you, she gets real quiet. You know, but listen, guys, I know you're thinking, you get discouraged, thinking, oh, <laughs> you're telling me no matter what I do, I get one lousy point. Yes, but there's good news in this, okay? There's good news in this, and, that, and that's this. It's that any simple act of kindness earns the same as a big act of kindness. But men don't get this, you know? So as a consequence, men don't pay attention to the little things. But ladies, it's not because we're evil, we're just men, okay? You know, it's not out of evil desires. It's just, you know, for a man, you know, for a man, unless it's big, it doesn't mean anything, right? And we, men, we always want to be first and win, you know? I mean, second place, that guy's just the first loser, you know, we want to win and big. It's a little stuff that it's like, eh, eh, it doesn't really matter, you know? Ladies, this is why your husband will only go like all out four times a year, right? Unless he forgets one. <laughs> but you got your anniversary, right? You got the birthday. You got Christmas. And then thanks to Hallmark, we have Valentine's Day. <laughs> Which my uh, anniversary, it's February 12th. You would think that I could lump my anniversary and February 14th together. No, actually, no. I was trying to be efficient there, man. Doesn't work that way. Uh, figured, figured that one out, okay? But we do. You know, men will think, well, you know what? I'll, I'll just do something really special for her, you know? Just, to, just to do something really nice. That, that, that'll hold her, you know? And you think that'll hold her, but it doesn't, it doesn't hold her, guys, okay? Now, the good news here, guys, is actually that you're working too hard I'm going to show you how you can simplify, okay, and how you can earn points by doing almost nothing. Here's one. When you get up in the morning, you look at the bed. Make the bed. (gasps) Ding! She'll give you one point. Dude, that took no time at all. Now, I know this one is a big one because I was just doing a seminar at Andrews Air Force Base, and as I was sitting there leading up to talking about cleaning the bed, one guy immediately goes, no, 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 no. And his wife's like staring at me. He's like, no, no, he gets up. He has to walk to the back of the room. Like I was just like, he was being convicted by the Holy Spirit is what I think it was. <laughs> They're just living out their marital argument right there in front of all of us. It was quite entertaining, actually. Uh, I, I was laughing. Uh, so simple, simple things. Guys, also, when you go and you look and you see that pile of dirty underwear that you're using to build some kind of monument. (laughs) This means something. (laughs) I got an idea. Pick it up. Put it in the laundry hamper. Takes, what, 45 seconds? Pick it up, carry it across there. Almost no, no time at all. And you're getting, ding, one point. How about after dinner? Instead of slothing away like Jabba the Hutt to the couch... You take the dishes, put them in the dishwasher. Ding! You get one point. You see, guys, you can earn points by doing simple acts of kindness. Some of you just, you're working too hard, you know? But guys, you want to learn how you can really earn some easy points? 
engage the woman in meaningful conversation. And most of the guys are thinking, no. Stop, pastor. (laughs) Now, meaningful conversation for your wife means she talks, you shut up and listen. (laughs) Right? But you can't just zone out. And you zone out and just, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, somebody got that automatic uh uh-huh mechanism. She's going to find out, and then you're going to be losing points. But no, I just, any time in a conversation you acknowledge that you hurt her, you get a point. You know, so she'll sit there and she'll be like, la, 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 la. And you say, really, la, 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 la? Ding! One point. La, 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 dee, 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 dee. Oh, really? So you're, so you're saying, dee, 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 dee? Ding! One point. La, 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 dee, 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 Really? Well, how did that make you feel? Ding, 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 ding. And guys, you're doing nothing. Simple acts of kindness. Focus on the little things. Now, ladies, you know that your husband is very quick to give himself huge bonus points for everything he does. So what is a way that a woman can earn big bonus points with her husband? (laughs) I'm not going to talk about that here Sunday morning. (laughs) I'll let my dad do that, and then you can send all the nasty emails to him. I'll be the nice one, which actually it's funny. (laughs) He he used to really hammer on this sex thing. My mom will remember he's adjusted and uh, his his little talk on that when he does these seminars. But on the DVD he sells, it's still kind of him hammering it. I went to my first seminar, and the most compliment I got was, uh, uh, most thing I heard was, you were so much nicer in that part than your dad. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. And actually, the last, I don't know why this popped into my head. Clearly, I am my father's son. Um, It has nothing to do with anything. But we're going to the, uh, I was at a seminar, and, you know, a lot of people, they'll come to, they're fans, you know, and they've seen my dad's clips on YouTube or something like that. So they show up at the seminar. Well, they have no idea who Phil Gunger is. They know Laugh or Better Marriage. They get there, and I'm having these people give me this, these wonderful compliments, and I couldn't understand what was going on. They tell me how great I look, how young I look. I was thinking, well, that's odd, but thank you very much. You know, this is before the seminar starts. And then it dawned on me. They think I'm Mark Gunger. Which is a great deal for him, okay? Yeah, if he looks like me. So I get up there and I said, good morning, you know, and I welcome, I said who I am, Phil Gunger, and then I said, and how many of you just now figured out that I'm not Mark Gunger? (laughs) The hands go up. Anyway, we can uh, edit that out later. That had nothing to do with any of this. But anyway, ladies, (laughs) earning bonus points with your husband. One of the ways that you can do this, it's quite simply when you believe in the man right? Now, this might sound like a simple thing to do, especially for you younger ones who haven't been married all that long, but that's just because you haven't heard all of the incredibly stupid ideas he's going to come up with. (laughs) I'll get there. But it's okay. He's just venting, thinking, dreaming, thinking everything through. You know, but you've got to be careful not to be quick to dismiss him, and a lot of women do this, and undoubtedly some of you here 
have done this. You know, you'll say, oh, that's just stupid. Oh, I can't believe you'd want to do that. I'd never let you do that. I'll divorce you before you do that. You're crazy. You know, and then he gets quiet. And you think, well, I fixed him. But he didn't fix anything. And all you've done is you taught him he cannot share his dreams with you. And that is not a good place to be because almost miraculously, right, there's some bimbo at work or runs into someone somewhere who listens to one of his ideas and says, I think you'd be great at that. And then he goes, really? Well, now you got yourself in a dangerous situation. You know, most affairs happen because of emotional connections. So you got to be careful not to dismiss your husband all the time, you know? Get yourself in trouble with doing that. The truth is what you need to do is you need to let your husband know that you are his number one fan. Because when a woman believes in a man, she gives him what he wants more than anything. Because what a man really wants more than anything is the admiration and respect from his wife. But you know, a lot of women will say, well, I'll, I'll respect him when he earns it. No, no, no. Respect is far too important to a man to be dependent upon his earning it. In fact, the key to unlocking great potential in any man is to begin respecting him before he earns it. You know, I think women used to understand this, but our culture has got this thing where they, we just like to talk about how stupid the man is and how lazy he is. And it just seeps into us. We, we don't offer respect. We think, well, I'll respect him when he earns it. But you've got to learn to give respect before he earns it. You know, God has always known this about men. How many times does God come across to some really loser at his worst point in his life and treat him with great respect? And then you watch how it changes him. It's like the story of Gideon. You guys ever heard this story? Gideon's, he's hiding out in his basement, you know, hiding from the Midianites because they're in town, kicking butt and taking names. (laughs) He wants no part of that. He's sitting there cowering, and he's cowering. He's at his lowest point. He's fearful, and an angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. To which Gideon probably thought the angel had the wrong address. <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of these houses look the same, God. I'm sorry, I think you meant a few down. But no, that angel shows up and says, no, you are a mighty warrior. And this happens at his most embarrassing time when he is at his lowest point and God starts treating him with great respect. And at some point it starts to change him. And it changes him. And if you keep reading the story, he actually goes on to win just this amazing military victory where he takes 300 guys and he goes and he defeats an entire army. They didn't lose one guy out of their 300. He became a mighty warrior. God put that on him, respected him, called him that way before he ever earned it. But it's tough to do, you know? You know, your husband's acting like a slob. He might be a slob. You might be kind of right. And yet I'm supposed to respect him? Are you guys? Okay, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do something nice for my wife, but she just treats me like junk all day long. I'm going to do something nice for her. You might be right. But it doesn't matter. You're supposed to start doing it beforehand. It's, this, it's, this, it's like a dance, you know? You got to learn how to work with each other. It's like, it's like being in a band, which, by the way, hey, band, are you guys out there? There they are. <laughs> it's funny. I showed up this, this morning. And I said, hey. And of course, they looked and said, you're dressed up. I have to talk. 
have you seen how my dad dresses? I'm just trying to keep pace. But, uh, <laughs> except I only have two pairs of nice shoes. He's got like 200. Anyway, so I come and say, I'm speaking today, and I actually want you guys to be part of my sermon. You should have seen their eyes pop open. You know, they think, I'm just going to come over here, play my music, and then you'll leave me alone. But thank you guys for coming out here. But marriage is like being in a band. You know, now one of the things, you know, I, I do the laugh your way thing, and one of the things I do for the church is, uh, you know, I'm a pastor at the church, is I oversee the music. So I'm kind of like the GM slash coach of the uh, band. <laughs> you know, I find the, the guys, put them in place. And, you know, when I'm looking for people to be a part of the band, obviously, one, you want to find someone who's talented, but just being a talented musician does not make you good for the band. Okay? For example, we'll have uh, Kelvin, who is a good musician, unless he really screws up, and then I don't know who this man is. No. So Kelvin, he's awesome. Kelvin always helps me out. Uh, yeah, give Kelvin a hand. Really, he helps me out. The way I'm able to focus on Laugh Your Way so much is he actually, he's kind of like the music administrator. He does, I kind of come up with ideas, and then he actually does all the work. <laughs> Good job. That's leadership, though. I'm teaching you to listen. No, just kidding. He's, he's awesome. I love Kelvin. So Kelvin, play me a little something. Nice. That's difficult to do, by the way. Andrew Von Klaus. Give me a little something on the drums. <laughs> he completed drums. How about our cello player over here? That's what this guy is with this thing strapped to him. Why don't you play us something beautiful? Church. Thanks, man. Now, every single one of these guys are talented musicians, okay? And when they play and they're just playing their thing by themselves, they can play whatever they want. It sounds amazing. But watch what happens. Can you guys play the exact same thing you just played, but play it together? And I'll give a random count in, even though you're all indifferent. But one, two, three, four. Okay, all right, yep, that's plenty, thank you. That did not sound nearly as nice, did it? When you just operate as an individual, and it's all about me, 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 and my, 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 and I'm right and they're wrong, that's the kind of marriage you're building. It does not work. You're right, it may be kind of tough. You might be right, you might sound right, but it doesn't mean that you don't still have to learn how to do this relationship. You have, there's a give and there's a take in this thing. Now, these guys are all talented, but the most impressive thing with these guys and what I love about them and the reason I got them up here playing with me, one, because they make me sound way better, and two, they know how to play as a band. So without having rehearsed anything or whatever, I'm going to show you how just because these guys learn to listen to each other and learn how to work with each other, you can build a tune. We'll start with the drums. Just play me something. So now what's going on is he's playing a beat, but he's leaving room for others to come in. And so the bass player can hear it. 
again, we didn't practice it. He's just throwing something in there. You can have the piano, Chris. You can come on in. The guitars and the cello kind of come in. And here we are. We're making music. It's sounding good. There's a give and a take. Each person is finding their spot. Right? That's what it's about. And now let's end it. One, two, three. <laughs> Again, they did not sit and learn how to play that song together, that specific thing. They are talented musicians who have learned how to play together as a group. You need to begin to do that with your marriage, to begin to look and to give the give and the take. And I get it. It might be where the points get all messed up. But you know, while number one is you need to avoid bitterness and resentment, number two is you need to keep the reset button handy. And by reset button, we mean forgiveness. When the points get so out of whack, you need to be able to learn how to go over and hit bleep and hit the reset button. You might be so up in points and the other person so far behind, it does not matter. It doesn't matter how right you are. If you truly want to have a successful marriage, you've got to learn to bleep, hit that reset button. You know, this idea of hitting that reset button, this forgiveness thing, it's really the reason that we're here this morning, right? This is something God taught us. You know, we, we prayed it just before, uh, after the music. We prayed, God, please forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us. You know, when God sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins, that was him hitting bleep on us. It doesn't matter how much you messed up. You know, so if you're going to sit there and you say, yes, God, I'm going to accept the forgiveness you've given to me, but then you're not going to give that to your spouse. You know, it's tough. You say, it's tough. I've tried to forgive. I can't. Sure you can. What you got to understand about forgiveness is it is an act. It is not an emotion. It is not an erasure of memory. You might very well remember what that person did to you till the day that you died. You might always feel it. But it's not about what you feel when you wake up in the morning. It's not about what you feel every time they do that thing that's like nails on a chalkboard. It's an act. It is simply choosing to do this, to say, I forgive you. I will never use it against you in the future. I will never speak of it again. But that'd be tough to do. You say, yeah, but Phil, you don't know what he did to me. You don't know what she's done. I tried to forgive. I can't. Of course he can you know, and, and you, you got to stop talking about it. You know, you can find the ones who really are t really living out forgiveness because it's like it doesn't exist. And you can find the ones that are really struggling with it because they talk about it all the time. And they talk about it and they bring it back up. And he did this and he did that. And you, I remember that thing you did. But you got to be careful, man. Unforgiveness, we, we think that somehow that's us winning something. Unforgiveness, it's like taking poison and hoping the other guy dies. It doesn't do anything. It just hurts you. Okay? 
So you can do this thing, but you gotta learn how to play together. You gotta learn this thing. You know? And again, here we are in church. You know that God has a reset button that he's hit for you. And so maybe for you, you're thinking, gosh, I've been like that. I need, <laughs> not only do I probably need forgiveness for my, my spouse, or maybe there's someone else in another relationship, or maybe you're just sitting here thinking, man, that's just my life. I need God to hit that reset button in my life. It's simple to do. All you do is you just ask him to forgive you. And he reaches over and he hits, bleep, that reset button. You know, and one thing I always tell uh, people when they're, you know, when they're getting married or they're coming to meet with me, actually, Kelvin's just been married for a year, by the way. Congratulations. Just hit that. <laughs> but I remember when uh, he came in, I don't know if you remember this, but one, uh, I kept it real simple. And one of the most important things I, t- I told you guys about was forgiveness. Forgiveness. And do it quick, do it early, do it often. You know, I, kinda, I, said, I said, it's like getting a sliver in your finger. You guys ever have kids that get a sliver in their finger? My son had a sliver in his foot the other day. And it's hilarious because they'll start screaming before you've actually done anything. <laughs> That's how badly they don't want you to touch that thing. No! You know, I'm just sitting there and I'm just staring at him. And like, I don't know, I could be sawing off his leg or I, it makes, it responses the same. <laughs> you know, and then you distract him and then you pull it out and they didn't even know what happened. But see, we get like that with our bitterness and our hurts. There are little things we don't want you to touch. Leave it alone. But if you don't get those slivers quickly, they will get infected and they can kill you. So start learning to forgive. Start practicing it, doing it over and over again. Hit that reset button. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the fact that you love us and that you care for us. And I thank you for all these wonderful people listening here this morning. God, there's some who are married, used to be married, single and hoping to get married, single and want to stay that way. But God, in each and every one of us, we might have a relationship or something happened where we've got some of that bitterness, where we need to hit that reset button. Lord, I pray you help give us the strength to do that. Lord, help us to forgive others as you have forgiven us, and that we can move forward and we can learn this dance and learn how to play together and get this marriage thing, this back and forth, and learn how to get the band back together so that we can have marriages and relationships that shine the love of God and his mercy. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen.